Hey, this is Brian Johnson with Mid-City Vineyard Church in our weekly teaching podcast. If you want to learn a little bit more about Mid-City Vineyard Church, you can check us out online, midcityvineyard.org, Facebook, Mid-City Vineyard Church, and on Instagram, at Mid-City Vineyard. We're located at 3222 Canal Street. We worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and we would love to have you anytime uh, you are looking for a place to worship. During uh, the season of Lent, we are in a series entitled Sanctuary, and over the course of these next few weeks, we're talking about how one seeks sanctuary and what kinds of experiences and things one might need to embrace while in that place of sanctuary. And so we're encouraging everyone during this season of Lent, leading up to Easter, to take a little bit of time each day, maybe find a little bit of retreat, a little bit of rest, a little bit of quiet from the noise and to reflect on some of the things that you're really going through in your life. And so, we're going to head right on over uh, to our teaching from this week. Thanks for being with us. Much peace to you. And get away, and you'll recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace, and I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely and lightly. It's almost as though Jesus is speaking some form of a foreign language when you really read in the Gospels. When you, when you read the things that Jesus talks about and the things that Jesus says, it's, it's a... It's as though Jesus is not speaking to an audience that is operating according to, or he's not inviting a, a, an audience to, to operate according to the ways of the culture, so to speak. But he says things like, hey, follow me, and I'll give you rest. Follow me, and I'll make your, light, your load lighter. Follow me, and he says these other things. He says, hey, follow me, and I want to teach you actually how to, to pray for people who persecute you. I, I want to teach you how to forgive people who offend you. I want to teach you how to actually work through your conflicts with other people. Slow down. Follow me. Find rest. Find life. And he speaks these things to a people, to us, who live in a culture that actually says, why would you ever pray for those who persecute you? And they're persecuting you. But instead, we live in a culture that would say, take offense, try to figure out a way to get back. Or, or why would you forgive those who offend you? Instead, we, we kind of move towards uh, trying to offend back. Or why would you work through conflict as opposed to just writing people off? That's much easier. Why would you slow down and take a rest when it's about, let me, let me catch you in just a minute, when it's about producing Consuming and making and getting and getting and getting the culture, so to speak. So imagine yourself for a minute retreating into sanctuary, like real sanctuary, like we've been talking about. So remember, Quasimodo retreats into sanctuary. Jean Valjean in Les Mis retreats into sanctuary. Uh, we mentioned Jose Torres, who retreated uh, into sanctuary uh, as, as he was trying to work through his papers before ICE uh, um, um, uh, deported him, and he retreated into first grace for sanctuary. And when you retreat into sanctuary, 
what what do you do? You know, you, there are a lot of things you're thinking. I got to do this, and 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 I got to do this. But I've retreated into sanctuary. I've come to this place to find refuge, and there's not much to do. You can't do much from the place of sanctuary, so you begin to have to deal with your stuff. You embrace difficulty like we talked about. You have to embrace waiting like we talked about. You have to embrace selflessness as we talked about. You have to embrace, or you're forced to come face-to-face with rest or with not being able to do all the things that you always thought you had to get done, so to speak. There's this uh, lost art in our culture, the lost art of boredom. So there used to be a time when I would, and and I've I've mentioned this before, but there used to be a time where I would go to lunch with my friend Sean here, and uh, Sean would say, excuse me for a second while I I go to the restroom, and, and Sean would go to the restroom, and I would sit there because there was nothing else to do, and I would watch other people, and I would observe other people, and I would... I would, I would think about new ideas, and I might think about the conversation we were just having. I might think about the conversation we're going to have when he comes back. I, there might be original thoughts that pop into my mind. But that was until the iPhone came out. And now, as soon as Sean says, hey, I'm going to run to the restroom real quick. That's cool. And I'm just going to do this until you come back. Now, what am I going to do on it? I don't know. I might text somebody. I might find, you know, check Facebook, I might check Instagram, I might check Twitter, um, I might check whatever, but I'm going to, I might work, I might be productive, I might shoot off some emails, I might respond to an email, I might, but there's a lost art in this idea of, of, of boredom and allowing ourselves to actually inhabit, and this is the point here, to actually inhabit the space where we are. To actually be present to the space and the place and the people and the, where we are. And I, I really, I would suggest that it's a very lost art form. Because boredom slash rest slash Sabbath time off forces us to be where we are. It forces us to be present. And I would suggest to you that one of the most soul-shaping things, spirit-forming things, mind and heart-transforming practices that, a, that a, a person can take part in is to actually devote time and energy to boredom slash rest slash Sabbath, day off time to think, time to process, time to intentionally step away from the way the culture has things so fast and to be very present. And I would also suggest that this is one of the greatest gifts that the divine has given to human creatures. In the book of Exodus, way back thousands of years ago, the people of God, the the Hebrew people, were enslaved in Egypt. Like Literally, they were slaves in Egypt. And during that time, the Pharaoh put uh, put the Hebrews to work. And he made them work day after day after day after day after day after day after day seven days a week, and then do it again. There was, there was no recovery time. There was no time for rest. There was no me time. There was nothing like that. Now, keep this in mind. The enemy of the people of God, so to speak, forcing these things on God's people, so to speak. Now, when 
God takes the Hebrew people out of Egypt, and they, they leave slavery. One of the first things he does, he, he leads them to the mountain, Mount Sinai, and he gives them 10 new guidelines to follow. He says, here's the thing. Here's how all the other people are going to know that you're, you're different than all the other people. And here's how they're going to know that you, you're my people. I'm going to give you these t- 10 main guidelines, so to speak, 10 commandments. Don't have other gods. All the other nations, they have other gods. You don't have other gods. I'm, 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 I'm it for you. Okay? Uh, don't, don't covet other things. Be content with what I've given you. And there's a whole list. But in that list, one of the things he says is remember to keep a day set apart and holy for rest. It's, it's a day of rest. And don't forget to do this. Work six days, take a day off. Rest. This is kind of like having a boss at work that says, did you take all your vacation this year? No, I didn't. Well, you have to. I want you to. You need to. If you've ever had a boss like that, you know what a great gift that is. As opposed to the boss or the supervisor that gets really, really, really frustrated when you turn in your vacation time. And you might have had one of those before also. Some bosses want you to just work it, work it, work it, work it, work it. Others want you to turn in that vacation time and to take that vacation time. Now, a really good boss understands that if you will take your vacation, you will be refreshed. You will be rejuvenated. You, you will be more excited. You will be more passionate, more than likely. I would suggest that the divine is kind of like that really good boss. It says, hey, listen, life is to be enjoyed. Life is to be experienced. Life is not to be determined for you. You determine it. You move in it. You ebb and flow. I give you this gift. Jesus goes on to say in Mark chapter 2, uh, it says that there was this one Sabbath day, this day of rest, where Jesus and his friends, uh, how does he say this in the passage, where Jesus and his friends were walking along and they began to pick heads of grain. And the Pharisees, the religious people, the ones who enforce the God rules. They say, whoa, 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 what you're doing, that's unlawful. We're not allowed to do that on the Sabbath. And Jesus looks at him and says, hey, haven't you ever read uh, your Bibles before? I mean, you guys are religious fellas. Have you not ever read the scriptures before? There's a story about King David when he and his, uh, his men were hungry and they went into the temple and they actually ate the sacred bread that was only reserved for the priest on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, listen, here's the thing. Rest and Sabbath, they were made for people. People weren't made for them. Like, this is a gift. God says, I, this is, I give this to you. Receive it. Take it. Be a part of it. And Jesus says later on, are you tired and are you worn out? Like, is life just kicking you around and throwing you around? Here's what I invite you to. Follow me. Watch how I live my life. Allow me to carry the stuff with you. And listen, I want to give you rest. I want to give you peace. I want to give, but this is interior stuff again. We're not talking about just, you know, we've been uh, through this whole series on sanctuary. This is the interior experience in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the go, 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 in the midst of the need to produce, in the midst of all this, the the, the heavy burdens that bosses and and peers and professors and and, and all the, in the, in the, burden of all of it, there's an interior freedom and peace and rest that I want to give to you. You're a human being. You're not a human doing. Your blood 
and flesh and sinew and you are dust and you are soil and you are body and you are spirit and you are mind and you are heart and you are gut. And so often in so many spiritual circles, we, we kind of lose this, this thing that we think we're just spirit beings or we think we're just we're soul beings, but we're fully integrated human beings and we're invited to take care of the full human so where do we go with this? There's the contrast of systems. This is, what it, this is what it is. And this is always what it is when you look to actually take care of your soul, when you look to take care of your spirit, when you look to follow Christ. Again, in Egypt, produce, produce, produce. God delivers, sets up guidelines, rest. And so now what we find ourselves today, how I find myself, is this constant battle between high anxiety and then needing to rest. And, and rest has to take a back seat because there's too much anxiety and there's too much to do. <laughs> and bouncing, trying to bounce in, back and forth between these things, but not allowing myself space and place to be present to what God may be doing in my life. Allowing my soul to be shaped, allowing my spirit to be shaped, allowing my body to be shaped. Because there's too much of this drive to produce, 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 produce in whatever circles we run. And so we find ourselves in this endless cycle, many times, of worry and anxiety, trying to figure it out. And when we try to figure it out on our own, we try to come up with solutions on our own, and we miss out on the things that the divine is doing within us, the things that God is trying to produce in us, the, the solutions that the divine wants to make apparent to us. And so Jesus comes along again in Matthew, and he says, hey, look, you guys are running this endless cycle that your culture keeps throwing at you. Get more, get more, get more. Produce more, produce more, produce more. If I just do a little bit more, if I just... Jesus says, and you're worried about all the wrong stuff. I don't want you to worry about this stuff. Listen, God is really, really, really good. God is really good, and God is the giver of good gifts. God is the one who does not put heavy burdens on you. And so why would you allow the culture that you live in to keep pressing and pressing and pressing? Why would you continue to allow yourself to be sucked into this this this? system of production and consumption there's a different space and there's a different reality but you have to experience it, you have to live into it to experience it this, this is, this is kind of how faith actually works because honestly this, this sounds crazy, I mean it goes against everything that has been intended <coughs> but Jesus says no, come away from that step away from that and step into this Allow yourself. Take care of yourself. Experience rest. Experience a day off. Experience time off. Experience moments away. Based off of that particular passage, I want to spend a minute just to reflect on this. So here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to pick the guitar up. We're not done yet. I have just a few more thoughts from the scripture. But I'm going to pick the guitar up. And I'm going to put the words on the screen. I'm going to invite you just to sit and to rest. Because I think that part of 
sometimes I feel like we go a little too fast here in this, in this space. I'm going to pick the guitar up. I'm going to sing this particular song. You can sing along if you want, but probably more importantly than that, I want for you to just reflect on the words. Let these words kind of wash over you and maybe speak to your soul, soul speak to your mind, speak to your heart. Maybe reflect on your breathing during this moment. Breathing in presence, breathing out strife and angst and anxiety and those kinds of things. I'm just going to do this one by myself, uh, Bongo and Nate, and then we'll do some more together in a minute. So I invite you to, if you don't want to sing, you can close your eyes. The words will be up there, right? Allow this It will be all 
I'm always amazed when, when I think about this particular type of teaching because it is so opposed to the thought process of the culture. But you know, everything that Jesus said was, well, let's go back to it. Pray for those who persecute you. And we have to ask, do we pray for those who persecute us? Because it seems like a novel idea. But it's kind of dumb. According to the way of the culture, that's the water that we swim in. Be generous with the things that you have. Time, space, energy, money. But our culture does not push that. Practice and engage forgiveness. But our culture does not say that. Rest. But our culture doesn't push that. Jesus invites us to live according to a different reality. And here's what I think it is. It's a complete resistance. It's a complete resistance. Rest is a resistance to the values of our society. And the value is that life depends solely on you. Production and producing are the most important thing. And so what you're doing, and here, this is so important because this is not just a spiritual discipline or a soulful discipline. This is a bodily discipline. This is engaging your whole being in the act of resistance. Engaging your whole being in the act of resistance. Which, by the way, is what we're even doing this morning. By your body being present here today is a bodily engagement resisting against a culture that says we don't need other people. It's a bodily resistance engaging against the idea that we don't just serve ourselves, but we serve a greater being, a greater divine spirit. Like even this, it's, it's bodily engagement. It's important because we're bodily people. And so those who practice rest are invited to an awareness. Work stoppage permits a waning of anxiety. Yeah, but if I stop, I'll have more anxiety because I'm not producing. Ah. It's counter. It's counter to what you've been taught. And the only way to get there is to actually practice it and experience it. When we practice rest, this gift that the divine has given us, we create an environment of security and respect and dignity that ultimately redefines the entire human project. And the human project is the project and process we are a part of. It's where the divine says, I create you to live and to love, to experience life and beauty and grace and mercy and kindness and goodness. I invite you to experience love and laughter and fun and engagement and peace. I invite you to experience these things. This is the human project. Move the, move the whole thing forward. Take care of one another. Take care of the planet. Take care of yourself. Engage life. Don't let life just keep pushing you around. Rest is one of the key disciplines here. It's one of the key gifts. Which is why when we go back and you look at the human project and how the whole thing got started and the, and the narrative 
of Genesis 1 and 2. It says, And God, the divine created, for six days and then said, It's good. Let's take a break. And let's set this thing in motion. So what might it look like in our life? Here would be a couple of suggestions for you. And this week, our Lent practices line up uh, very nicely right here with these things. Matter of fact, I think our Lent practices this week will challenge you greatly if you're not used to taking a little space and time for yourself. And everyone has to be creative in this because we all live very, very, very different schedules and lives. For instance, uh, Christy went to work full-time recently, and I had the distinct privilege of trying to figure out how to balance five children during spring break when Christy was off at work, and I found myself at home on those days. So I found myself having to balance how to work full-time, but I had to rearrange all of my hours, how to take care of the children uh, the entire week, how to coach baseball, how to do some of my other jobs, and how to find space for rest. Which, and then she was like, well, I've been trying to figure that out for 14 years. I get it. <laughs> so all of our schedules are different. So how, how, well, how do you expect me to do that? I, you have to, you, but you have to figure it out. But if you want to be serious about it, if you want to give it a shot, if we really believe it's, it's, it speaks directly against the culture and we believe it really is a gift from God, then let's figure it out. But you've you got to be creative. So here are a couple thoughts. Uh, number one, if you are able to pick a time, pick, pick an hour this week, if you're not used to this at, at all, or pick a half of a day, or if you want to really go for it, pick a whole day. I think your, your goal should always be to work towards a whole day. But there's nothing legalistic about this. This is just These are just practices for your soul. But start with half an hour this week. Find a half an hour where you can set your phone aside and embrace a little bit of boredom and just sit. Just be present. I'm going to tell you this right now. In the beginning, it's going to kill you if you're not used to it. You'll be like, what? What do I do? But take a walk. Walk the dog. Sit on the porch. Enjoy a cigar. Go, go down to your local coffee shop and just sit and watch people. And, you know, you don't have to, like, go into a dark room by yourself and, like, get weird with it. Just give yourself a little bit of time. <laughs> so in your week, find a half an hour, find a half a day, find a whole day. Uh, in addition to that, think about creating many, many moments for yourself throughout your day. Like intentional many moments. So perhaps you're at work and, and you know you're you're firing off email after email and you're doing you've got a you got a, a desk job super busy but but consider finding yourself two minutes or five minutes at, at a time where you can just set everything aside maybe it's it's maybe it's the first five minutes of lunch or maybe it's uh, whatever we all have different jobs figure that out but set away many breaks where you come are coming back to reminding yourself that I am more than what I produce I am more than my work my life is more than about what I can produce right here, right now. Ask yourself what feeds your soul and find yourself trying to engage in those kinds of things. You know, what, what feeds your soul? And it's going to be different for all of us. But I invite you to, to this week maybe embrace the rest, embrace what the Spirit of God might be doing. Allow yourself to engage with the divine in these, in these moments.
God, how are you shaping me right now? What are you, what are you doing in my life right now? How, how am I being molded and shaped and formed? And, and uh, you know, I, now that I'm actually in a moment of silence and I'm in a moment of I'm, I'm really present, now I'm able to reflect back to how I responded to that coworker in that meeting. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not quite so happy with how I responded to that coworker in that meeting. So Holy Spirit, how, how might I respond differently next time? And how might I rectify that situation this time? So this morning I invite Bongo and Nate to come back up. And here's what we're going to do. Just a little bit more time for us to reflect. We have uh, two more songs that I'm going to, in just a moment, I'll invite you to stand and we'll, we'll worship with these songs together. The first one is, it's a moment for you to, to once again reflect and, and allow the Spirit, just ask the Spirit what God wants to, maybe even this week, how this might look in your life. 